Welcome to the Breaking Chains podcast, where we are unified in God's word, reaching, teaching, strengthening, and nurturing both those who know Jesus and those who are shackled in bondage, looking for freedom through the blood of Christ. I'm your host, Philip Skeens, here to share with you today what the Lord has put on my heart that will prayerfully help each of you in your own special way. Welcome back, everyone, to Breaking Chains and the Breaking Chains podcast. We are back. Uh, so excited to be back here with uh, people that I really adore here today again with uh, I'm I'm announcing uh, Delaney Schumacher first. <laughs> Delaney, <laughs> we're so glad to have you back. <laughs> Pastor Robert Wyatt. It's good to be back. Another one. And Daniel Skeens is back in the house. Again. How y'all doing? It's been a while since we've all been together. We missed you. How you doing? I'm tired. These kids. (laughs) Wait, are you talking about us? No, I'm a teacher. (laughs) Are you talking about us, kids? No. (laughs) The 15-year-olds I yell at all day long. (laughs) Well, I mean, when you get my age in, you can yell at like, 45 and 50 year olds all day long. It don't know that it gets any better. <laughs> Pastor, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I'm uh, I'm not looking forward to going to this uh, robotics thing tomorrow, but it's okay. 12 hours on a Saturday. Yeah. I hope one of your students is listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking forward to spending time with the students, just yes. not the robotics. Mr. Wyatt hates us. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants his paycheck. <laughs> that sounds like my dad when he Ouch. coaches. My dad says, I get a paycheck either way. I don't care. We if win. you're listening, Robert loves you all. Yes. <laughs> just he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> well, it's just because he would like to be here for like 10 a.m. men's group. Yes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bailed you out there. Now you owe me lunch. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, we are going to get underway here, and uh, we don't have a guest to do a background on. So, anything uh, you want to talk about? Breaking chains. Quick uh, announcements. Um, just that it's starting to get lighter for longer in the evening, which is yes. nice. Please don't suggest we're going to the park. Yes, we're going to play. We're it's going to January. play in the mud. No, I just can't <laughs> wait till it gets warmer, so that way we can do stuff like at the park and do like volleyball and things like that, like we did before. Yeah, I can't wait for warm weather. Yes, I mean it's good. It's good to be here, and and because it's a good setting for some of the things we do, like eating, and yes. and stuff. But. That outdoor, I mean, the volleyball and the outdoor devotion and, and stuff, just pretty special. In the cookouts and uh, cornhole and a lot of fun stuff. We got to get our spring fling going pretty soon, get that planned too. Yeah, spring. I mean, you you guys have a lot of planning going on right now. Don't even remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of but, it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be all over soon and, and you'll be on your uh, three-month honeymoon. Oh. <laughs> Three weeks. Well, I mean, it, we was talking about that a little bit ago, and it was just like, man, that's a long honeymoon, Robert. We're going to miss you. Perks so of I, being teachers. So I, so I thought about, you know, maybe I, I'll just tag along. 
on the cruise, and we'll record the podcast on the cruise. Be my guest. That'd uh, be awesome. Royal Caribbean. We're going to Honduras, <laughs> Belize. <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a podcast from Belize. Go for it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> gonna have to book that. Today's podcast um, really came to my spirit when the national cry came about three weeks ago. And the title for this is just Desperate Faith. And what does that mean? Um, three weeks ago, when uh, I think it was around three weeks ago, mm-hmm. when there was a national cry out for prayer because a... Um, you know, an athlete, a professional football player, uh, suffered cardiac arrest on the field. And it was a horrible incident and, and terrifying for uh, everybody that was close to this gentleman, family, friends, players, and everything. So it was just horrible. But what, what ensued after that was a national outcry for God. And prayer. And uh, that's where this really came from. So we're going to um, just kind of go over what really happened. And it was on January 2nd, actually, day after New Year's, um, when Buffalo Bills was playing Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. And the Bills player... Everybody knows him by name now, DeMar Hamlin, uh, at 8.55 p.m., suffered cardiac arrest on the field and collapsed. And at, at 9.25, this gentleman was transported to uh, UCMC by ambulance, and the teams uh, dropped on one knee on the field in prayer as the ambulance was leaving off the field. It was just a horrifying um you know, it's nationally televised, and it was just a horrifying experience to see, let alone be there and be close to this gentleman. The next day at 1.48 a.m., um, there was about 100 Bengals uh, and Bills fans that came together on a corner one block from the ER holding candles and praying. A nationwide cry for prayer over this professional athlete and his family. Rightfully so. And then news anchors and news channels praying on the air and stating, hey, we believe in the power of prayer. Join with us in prayer. And it's like any other time you can't speak of God. You can't speak of prayer. You know, especially the news channels and and sports channels, right? Players and former players supporting each other in prayer and supporting uh, DeMar and his family in prayer. You know, one, um, the governor of New Jersey on Twitter said, sending our prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family. We are all Buffalo Bills fans tonight. And then uh, the New York City mayor Uh, on Twitter, Eric Adams. I'm asking all New Yorkers to join me in praying for DeBar Hamlin, his family, his teammates, and our brothers and sisters in Buffalo. I mean, 
when when something terrible has to happen to bring a national cry out to God and to prayer, if if you believe in God and prayer in those times, where is it the rest of the time? Yeah, it's it's a we know the power of prayer and that prayer works. But I feel like so many people use it as a last resort. And and it and it and in reality it should be our first resort. That's right. And uh they look at it as like, oh my goodness, I, nothing nothing's going right and all like with this the Buffalo Bills player, everything is uh Every, like there was nothing that they could do besides CPR and everything like that. But after CPR, there was not much they could do except for prayer. Except for prayer. And that's where they had their last resort was, and the only thing that they could do. But we know, as believers in Jesus, that prayer is our first resort. That we should go to Him always, pray without ceasing. Because he is a good, good father, and he hears every word that we say to him. That's right. And we should look at prayer as a first resort instead of a last resort because there's nothing else we can do. We should look at a There's nothing else we should do besides prayer. And that's where peop, most people today get, get that uh, flipped around. Yeah, you know, on, on January 11th, Damar was released from the hospital to go home nine days after the tragic and and nearly fatal incident. This man walked out of the hospital and went home. And according to uh, some research online, this type of a incident or health uh, problem typically takes several weeks to a few months and sometimes even longer to recover from. I mean, you want to talk about power in prayer? Mm-hmm. You don't think, you know, that that all the prayer that was heard and, and ushered up to God in unity had an effect? You know, and if, if that's the case and there's that much power in prayer, how did we become such a corrupt nation? You know, I was talking to a gentleman today, called me and, and asked me about uh, my brother just went uh, underwent eye surgery. And hey, we believe in, in prayer and we united in prayer for the surgery, but he, he just called me to ask me how it went. And um, we got to talking about this godless nation and all the mass shootings and mass murder and Mm -hmm. corruptness and just there's no other nation in the world like this great nation is in its corruptness that it has today and it's hard to believe that um, where we came from as a a godly nation to a godless society in just not very many decades. Mm-hmm. 
Psalms 22. Um, hey, Daniel, you're awful quiet. You want to read that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Psalms 22, 27, and 28. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. That's, uh, you know, the, the thing that we have to remember is the dominion doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the Lord. And he is the ruler of nations. We're told that many times in, in the scripture that he is the ruler. And when we forego bowing down to God and praising his holy name as a nation, we see what happens through the history of the Bible to all the nations that have done that. And I think it's, it's worse biblically when a nation is based on God and godly principles and they turn away, the wrath is more than, you know, and that's where you look at today's, the world today, and there's a lot of nations that have never heard of Christ and Christianity. So, yeah, they're, they don't, they don't know. But America the Great was founded on godly principles mm -hmm. and has turned its back on God, except for, you know, cases like the Mar Hamlin, you know, school shootings, the nation cries out in prayer, hey, God, help us, save us, save our kids, save our teachers. 9-11 um, was such a time of love and peace in this country, turmoil in the rest of the world, but you're talking about bringing a country to its knees and back to somewhat of its roots. Church attendance was, was rock, you know, sky high. You know, prayer was sky high and people uniting was sky high. But it was short-lived. And then it's like, oh, well, we're past this. Now let's go back and be on, you know, be the country that uh, that we're known to be. Also, like Second um, Chronicles seven, fourteen. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, and only then, I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. And we see that. We see those glimpses of when the nation calls out and beckons to God that he heals the land. And then we go right back into godless society. The key thing that I see there is humble themselves. No one likes to humble themselves. I mean, Pastor James just got done preaching sermons about pride and everything like that. And humble yourselves before the mighty hand of God so, th so that at the proper time he may exalt you and cast your anxieties and cares on him because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. 
But that comes after we humble ourselves. Yes. We should humble ourselves because there is a mighty mighty God who looks out for us and loves us and wants us to pour all of our crap onto him because he's the one that already paid the price for it. And when we and when we don't humble ourselves, we're saying, "Lord, I got this." Indirectly, or maybe even directly, because we become prideful, right? And and our and our anxiety holds us back from doing what the Lord wants us to do. And I know exactly what's the one big thing that over half the people in this country right now are dealing with anxiety. Yeah. Well, why is that? It's because the enemy wants you to not humble yourself and cast it on to him. I mean, the enemy is pride. I mean, that's why it was him being the Lord. Yeah. You know, that's why he was, was cast to the earth. Yeah. It's because of his pride. You know, so he was thrown out and said, you know, you can't be here. You know, and and you're right that the pride of America, because we have been such a great nation, but we're we've been a great nation because of God. Mm -hmm. Because of the principles that the country was founded on is why we were blessed. You know, and then at some point we we become this prideful nation and that's really when things really started going downhill yep there's a verse in proverbs haughtiness before the fall and pride before destruction Mm. and uh i don't know where in proverbs but it's in proverbs there's a lot in Uh, proverbs yes proverbs 4 16 thank you yeah maybe i don't know i just guessed (laughs) 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 i mean it sounded really good you convinced me yeah you convinced me too i know just like when i made it is actually just when i made up a word and he was like you said it with authority (laughs) (laughs) if i'm right you have to buy me ice cream okay (laughs) i'm not gonna be right (laughs) (laughs) i'm really hoping (laughs) (laughs) she really wants ice cream yeah she really does be funny. But uh that that's that's the verse that really sticks with me and because I, I look at myself and, and I uh and I know that there are times where I feel like I, I fail in that because I feel like I say, Lord, I got this. That was wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> it might be in here though. Is this it? I think you I don't should know. get ice cream anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, see, it's right here. <laughs> <No>. I win. <laughs> she wins ice cream. Yay! <laughs> so, some statistics um, about about this is, and and this I found really interesting, that according to these studies, fifty-seven percent state when a natural disaster occurs my interest in God increases. 57% of the people that was surveyed um, through this uh, company. Six and 10. Hey, when disaster strikes, my increase, my uh, interest in God increases. 
And in these same studies, uh, it states that when a disaster occurs, Americans trust faith-based groups to be more responsible than secular groups. Mm-hmm. In 1972, 90% of the U.S. population uh, were confessed Christians. 90% a year after I was born. By the year 2020, so now three years ago, only 64% of the population are estimated to be of a Christian faith. That's substantial decrease. Mm -hmm. The statistics say that uh, the percentage of people who identify as religiously unaffiliated is rising at alarming rates. And about a one and a half percent of the pastors in today's churches leave the pulpit each year. Seven years ago, that number was 1.3%. So in seven years time, we've gained two-tenths of a percent, which doesn't seem like a lot. But when you look at the number of pastors in the country, that's pretty substantial. Um, 4,500 U.S. Protestant churches closed in 2019, according to the uh, Lifeway research. 4,500. 57% of Americans think at least monthly about how they can find more meaning and purpose to their life. 57% of Americans at least one time a month think, how can I get more purpose for my life? I mean, that's what a servant of God is all about, is purpose. And the last one, Americans' confidence in the church is down to 37%. In 1975, it was at 68%. I mean, and we wonder why we're such a godless society and nation. Those numbers are alarming. But it all goes back to, I think, what you said earlier, right? It's it's that self-pride because we see it all the time, every week. You know, people's too prideful to say, I need help. People's too prideful to call upon God because they don't want people to see, oh, well, I don't want somebody to see that I'm a Christian or that I believe in God or that I'm praising God or I'm worshiping the God, the creator of all things. And, And I want to say one other thing because I've been listening to a lot of debates and it's really the, the creationism, right, versus evolution debates. And I think it goes back to what we're saying here is how do we continue being such a godless nation and godless society? <laughs> and it's... These debates, I spent, I don't know how many hours over the past couple of weeks just listening to both sides and, and just trying to understand what our kids, and you guys are teachers, what our kids are being taught today in schools is really horrific. You know, that 
the whole evolution and this is what it boils down to and is the the secular scientist right belief system is what's being taught and they're saying no it's science well you can't prove it factually you have beliefs that what you have in your arguments right is truth so when you have beliefs that something's true that's a belief system well you know christianity right has a book of history that we have a belief system that god is the creator of the heavens and the earth all things were made by him and for him he gave his only begotten son that through him we have everlasting life right that's our belief system so you're teaching one belief system and you're, and and they say no it's science well, it's a belief system because you can't prove it. And all the secular scientists really say, well, we can't prove it. We believe, but we can't prove it. And that's what's being talking, taught to generations and generations and generations of kids. So that's, I mean, that's kind of where we're at as a godless society. And the more generations that come through the schools with that belief system being taught but you can't speak of God and Christianity in the secular school systems I mean this nation needs a lot of prayer and hopefully there's not a lot of disasters that we have to call out hopefully we take it upon ourselves to to call out to God don't be ashamed of the of your Christian faith because that's really what's gotten us into the predicament we're in with the godless society. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. James one six. Um, but let him ask in faith, but not doubting, or with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is drift, driven and tossed by the wind. Well, the verse before it. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let them ask, and it will be granted to them without favoritism. And uh, and it goes back to pride. We don't like to ask. We just like to think that we know what we're what we're what we want to do and what we what we're capable of doing. But it's okay to ask if you don't know. Ask. And guess what? You have a loving father who hears every single word that you say. Amen. Every time. And that wants you to reach out to him as the Abba Father that he is. Because he cares for each and every one of you so very much. Yeah, and, you know, in closing, I just want to say that if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who God is, and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, He's there. All you got to do is ask for Him. But if you do know Christ as your Savior, and you shelter it, don't shelter it. Don't be too prideful to show your faith. Because... This nation needs prayer warriors, 
It needs godly people to stand up for what they believe. Because I, I can tell you, the enemy is hard at work. Mm-hmm. And they are not shy about what they believe and what they're teaching and what they're forcing down the society's throats, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to stand united. Just as we do when there's a national crisis, we stand united in prayer. We show our faith. We unite in godliness. We need to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Not just not just when it's... Uh, convenient all right anything anybody got any closing comments no it was a good good podcast all right Robert you want to close us out in prayer yeah dear heavenly father lord we just thank you that we're you are a good good father and that you are always there for us lord lord as we as we leave here and as people are done hearing this podcast lord i just pray that they their people come to you because you choose people, we don't. We're, we yes. don't. We don't go to you. You choose us. So, Lord, I just pray that they hear you and they surrender their lives to you. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See y'all next time. Glad to have you all back today. Thanks for having us. Bye, Daniel. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Breaking Chains. Be sure to head on over to our website at breakingchains.me, that's breakingchains.me, and see all the good things that's going on over there. If you need prayer, you can submit your prayer request over there as well. And if you haven't done so, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and daily devotions so that you can receive everything that the Lord gives us to share with you. Until the next time, God bless us all with the strength to break those chains.